Hello, everybody. Hello, 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 and welcome to another fantastic episode of Game Over, the premiere video game show hosted by two brothers and a third guy, only live from Simon Basement, Adam's Basement, and Matt's second floor. I'm your father, the son of the only host, Simon Pazzo, joined in solidarity by my faithful squad mates, Adam Pazzo and Matthew Minnie. How are we doing in 2021? Let's! Uh, about the oh, same as the end of 2020. So far. Ooh. Good. Well. <laughs> As I take a drink, yeah, it's uh, good. It's it's good to it's good to be it's good to be gone. Twenty twenty sucked. Uh, even for video games, it sucked. Like I know a couple of things came out. If you're a huge Last of Us fan, great. But I feel like a lot of games that would have. Like if you look back at twenty eighteen, I think Spider Man, even Spider Man, like the lower on the totem pole compared to uh, Red Dead and God of War, might have given Last of Us a run for its money. You know, so hopefully twenty twenty one has yeah. more for us. Video it's game just wise. continuing the trend of every other year being ridiculously strong. And then I guess it's like the, maybe the even number years. You go back and you look at like what one game of the year for that year and you're like, oh, like, yeah, I guess that was pretty good. And then the next year you look at it and you're like, holy crap. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, it does seem to come in ebbs and flows, which, yeah, it does mean that it that's good news for this I mean, year. Yeah, 2007 was the the big one that I remember that it was just like, holy crap, what could you possibly pick? Yeah. Because, like, we had, that was Bioshock, that was Super Mario Galaxy, that was Halo 3, for the people who are into that, that was Call of Duty 4, the good one. (laughs) Um, That was Team Fortress 2, that was Portal, that was Mass Effect. Like, 2007 Uh. was, that was God of War 2, which to my money is still the best God of War. When we talk about um, a better time, we're talking about 2007. Is that what you're telling me? That is exactly <laughs> what I'm telling you. There was just a ridiculous... Uh, the first Witcher was 2007. Um, Toss a coin. your yeah. Witcher. Oh, and, and I think the, the, the gaming people will murder me if I don't mention that was also Half-Life 2 Episode 2. Ah, yes. Oh, my God, yes. Okay. So uh, instead of reminiscing over 2007, <laughs> we have just so much fucking stuff to talk about this week. So uh, let's get right to it. It's been a while since we recorded. Uh, The upload went up a little bit late, but it's been a while since we uh, recorded. So believe it or not, we are now in 2021. Since then, I've had uh, almost a month with the PS5. We had a Christmas break uh, where there was, you know, plenty of games to play. And, of course, with everyone in lockdown, you didn't have all those pesky family dinners to go to. So uh, I'm sure it was a fantastic time, and I'm sure... Uh, hopefully, a lot of people had the gaming console of their choice under their tree, and now the the numbers have gone up. I actually, I found a, a when I was playing Demon Souls, I found a Demon Souls friend, a guy who messaged me after I beat a boss with him, and then I played uh, a few more. He was like, can, I, can you help me with, like, 4 2? I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. So we just went, beat, like, five bosses, including the final boss, and I even helped him in New Game Plus. Oh, nice. Even, I'm not in New Game yet, or New Game Plus yet. I haven't beaten the final boss of Demon Souls still, but I was like, this is just some easy souls. So that was pretty fun. New game, New Game Plus and Demon Souls can't be nearly as difficult as New Game Plus and freaking Overcooked Two. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why yes. is that a sentence that exists? <laughs> it is. So, so we, yeah. so Simon and myself and two of our other friends have uh, been playing Overcooked Two a little bit over the last couple of weeks, and we beat the game the, the a couple of days ago. Last time we were playing, and we're like, you know what? We got unlocked New Game Plus. Let's go for it. And, like, you know how in, like, all the Souls games, you go into New Game Plus, and the first, like, third of the game is actually pretty easy, you know, because, like, even though everyone's 
all the enemies' health are doubled. Like, you know, your attack is like 10 times what it was at the beginning of the game. So it doesn't actually get hard for a while. Overcooked is not like that. It's like, oh, here's what you're doing at the end of the game. And it's immediately just like 10 times harder than that. It's like, the I don't remember what the score is, but it's you need like six, seven, eight, nine times as high scores you had before. Like, we, <laughs> we were a well-oiled machine and still not even coming close. Yeah, yeah, I think the first... Holy cow. Though, I mean, they, they changed. The first one, I think, because the recipe was so simple, it was, like, the goal to get three stars was, I think, 400, and then the goal to get four stars was 3,300. And, like, even at our what? at our best, where we kind of cheesed it and made a few of the recipes beforehand, like, had plenty of extra ingredients, we could still only... Was our highest, like, 26? Like, it was insane. Yeah, we, we were still well off. Yeah, Overcooked After is not fucking around. For a while. <laughs> Yeah, okay. uh, if you want to, yeah, the real Overcooked is in many ways the dark souls of casual <laughs> cooking games. I think we can comfortably say that. But you know what? That leads us into, uh, there's plenty of stuff we want to talk about. I want to talk about what we've been playing. I want to talk about uh, what we meant to talk about last time, which is the Game Awards reveals. There's one that we absolutely cannot finish this episode without talking about, and I'm sure you both know what I mean. And then uh, when we last we left it, it's been about uh, a month we finished the first half of the season of our Pokemon tournament. We did. I, I haven't really thought much about Pokemon in the past little while after we finished that first half. <laughs> we already did uh, our top five on each team, but Adam, who actually won? Who's, who's out ahead in the first half? I forget who won the weakling division. Uh, it have those is. It is I do have that, and I can get that in front of me in just a moment. Um, the... Okay, so as of right now, where is my team data? Uh, I am currently in first place. Uh, both you and I, Simon, are seven and three in matches. Okay. Uh, Matt is one and nine. Hey. <laughs> so who said, won weakling? It, it, it's comeback time. Yeah. Um, the weakling was okay. So the, where's weakling? Really, what uh, I'm so asking is which one of you and me beat each other in Weakling is what I'm it, asking. It was, it was me. It was um, you? Okay. I beat you in four games. That was the first of our matches that didn't go to five. Oh, yeah. Every Damn. other one of our matches has gone to five games. I beat you 3-1, including a 5-0 in the fourth game. Yikes. So I just to I totally collapsed. Yeah. Well, I got yeah, to review then, the footage. Uh, Clearly, yeah, that had been erased from my memory as uh, just a, a negative thing. That was also like I will point out, Matt. That Matt looked like he was uh, making a strong case for weakling. He went up. Oh, um, I went up two zero. He yeah. He went up two zero against you, swept. Simon. And you oh fought back. Oh my god! Yes, that was okay. Yeah. This is and bringing like, up a whole bunch of nightmares. Sweep. I threw the fifth game pretty hard. Yeah, like, you did. I just forget, <laughs> forgot everything I knew about Pokemon in that fifth game. <laughs> choke the total choke. Yeah, okay. it, was, it was it was bad. So that's interesting. So that's where we are now. There have been no trades. I don't know if Adam, if you're about to say something, but in uh, there have been no trades so far. We, we last time we talked, we kind of joked about putting guys in the trading block. There's been no movement there. But what I want us to do, because we're talking about our next episode coming out relatively soon, since we took uh, so much time off, I want us to do for your next episode, your homework, gentlemen, is we're gonna come up with our theme teams because we agreed last time we were on air that we were going to do themes live on Twitch over the course of about, 
We'll probably need a couple hours for it, but we're going to get our teams. You have half an hour to create them. Do you remember this? Half an hour to create them. Yes, and, then we're and doing that, that was supposed battling. to be our mid-season break. That that's during the mid-season break, doing. which is where we still are. So that's we have to do that before yeah. we can start round two. That is So ne- for next episode, whenever that is, uh, come up with a few teams. I think we already have a few, so maybe just have a few more at the table, and we'll discuss them, and then yeah. we can do it on uh, and live on Twitch. So be excited for that. I believe the Twitch that we're looking at, that we're working with, is uh, twitch.com slash theperfectionist89. I think it's got the 89 in there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. Yes. Um, and uh, while Adam's looking that up to confirm, of course, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, facebook.com slash game over umfm remember we're still associated with uh, the university of manitoba radio station uh, even though perfectionist we haven't been there 1989 1989 ironic that i got the perfectionist wrong uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why i'm not one uh yes so we are still associated with umfm we hope to be back in the studio one day who knows uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of seems like a pipe dream right now but it anyway does. we i think we're we're over the crest of the of the truly terrible stuff so, uh, I kind of want to intersperse. I re- desperately want to talk about the stuff that I've talked that we've played. Um, I'm gonna because I'm the host and fuck you guys. I'm gonna sneak in <laughs> one game uh, that I've played lately that I I need to get off my chest. It's not Demon Souls, uh, and then we're gonna talk about the announcements for the Game Awards and depending Is it on where we are. Two? It's not Overcooked <laughs> Two. No, no, no. It could be. It definitely could be. Uh, it's not Overcooked Two though. It is Bug Snacks. Okay. So, this this fucking game. Do you understand? Okay, so when Bugsnacks came out, everyone was like, what the fuck is this? I remember walking around the house being like, Bugsnacks! Just like saying it out loud because it was, it was dumb. Uh, it, then the game comes out and people are like, it's an intense story-based game. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Bugsnacks, an intense story-based game. But if you have PlayStation Now, uh, which I recommend because it gets you a ton of games to try out. Like, I've been kind of... Uh, I played through the first few hours of the original Uncharted on PlayStation Now. But I, Bug Snacks was free on PlayStation Now, at least for December. I don't know if it's free in January as well. So I downloaded it, and I played it. And it's basically uh, Pokemon meets Pokemon Snap, because you do have to, like, you have a little viewfinder that you look at things with, meets, yeah. I, I guess, fighting foodons kind of thing, because... <laughs> oh, man, there's a reference I haven't heard in a while. I know. You have a... Uh, I f- shit, I forget the name of the actual species, but you play as a species of people who essentially look like Muppets. I was looking up some interviews with the creators, and uh, the original one was basically made, what if uh, a garbage can with a flip-top lid became sentient? That's the original design for these things. So they're basically, like, they're, they're essentially Muppets, yeah. yeah. So you play as a reporter who's trying to find this famous explorer Muppet who went to this island the island of bug snacks and you get there and there was a small colony that had gone uh, with the explorer and everyone separated. So now just the mayor is still there and everyone else is, is kind of gone. Now the game is also very punny. Like all the, I, I am now struggling to come up with any of the names of the game. Cause it's been a couple of weeks since I played it, but uh, the, every snack has a hilarious, stupid name. Frequently the names of the characters are hilarious and stupid uh, and it's just kind of, kind of charming. The actual catching of things. I was never a, like a catch 'em all person in Pokemon, so the actual catching of the bug snacks was like so so for me. But again, I was weirdly caught up in the story, which this might be a reference that only Adam gets. I don't know if Matt played the game. It reminded me of somehow like you remember Game Dev Tycoon. 
Yeah. If you tried to make bug snacks in Game Dev Tycoon, you would definitely get ones across the board. Because they'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about with this open world Pokemon-esque story-based game? None of these things go together. Like, whoever had the idea that this should be story-based was was bonkers. Uh, but yes, it does indeed work. And after a while, you'll be caught up in the drama of these people. Like, you'll have a little campfire and then someone will drink too much snack juice and yell at another person that if they had been more friendly, their life would, their wife wouldn't have left them. And you're like, holy shit. And, <laughs> <laughs> what? That's an, act- from bug that's an actual, that, that's, that's not me being hyperbolic. That comes up, like, fairly early, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, it's bug stacks is no fucking joke, and uh, it's not very long. It's probably fifteen twenty hours. I mean, if you want to be a perfectionist and catch everything, the perfectionist hated nine, I suppose. Yeah, uh, you can go ahead and catch everything. It might take you a little bit longer, but I caught everything I wanted and got to the end of the story uh, within about fifteen to twenty hours. And the ending of the story, uh, and this is not a drill, was maybe the weirdest. It worked. Don't get me wrong, it worked, but it was potentially the weirdest shit I've ever seen in a video game of all time. It was, <laughs> like, uh, I, I can't think of a movie that went, like, off the rails the same way. You know in Monty Python, this is not the exact same thing, it doesn't turn out that it was a dream or anything like that. Okay. But you know in Monty Python, the Holy Grail, where you're, like, just getting into the ending and then the reporters show up and it's like, oh, no, everyone's arrested. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that scale of, what the fuck just happened? is the ending for bug snacks so uh beyond any of that for whenever the hell you guys get to play it if you ever get to play it <laughs> i'm not gonna spoil it uh but yeah if you're out there and you miraculously have a ps5 play bug snacks just to experience it it's something that should be experienced and if you can do it for free or for very cheap if you have playstation now uh do it i i absolutely would not pay 80 dollars for that game or sorry 90 i think games are even more expensive I would, no offense to them, I would never do that. <laughs> but, but for it to be included with a service that I was already interested in, 110% worth it. Okay, now that I got that off my chest, because I've had that sitting in my soul for a few weeks now. Do you understand? <laughs> like, I can only say it to Brianna, because I don't want to spoil it for anybody else. So we, I, we could just turn to each other as we watch the credits roll and go, what the sweet <laughs> fuck just happened? Uh, so, yeah, I had to get that off my chest. Okay, so uh, a month ago, we recorded that episode. We avoided talking about the Game Awards. Well, guess what? Our time has come. It's time to talk about the Game Awards. So there, uh, I went ahead. I did the impossible, ladies and gentlemen. I watched the whole fucking thing. All of it. Which is bizarre, because when you watch it, it's clearly not about the Game Awards. It's about the awards, but, like... It's mostly trailers and interviews. Those actually take up more of the time. And then occasionally Jeff Keighley will pop up or he'll have a celebrity pop up. And they'll be like, and the uh, winner was The Last of Us Part 2. Congratulations. Yeah. And then they'll like have like a three-minute speech. But there's no fanfare around the actual awards. It's just like Jeff Keighley and then he's there and he says it. So the actually the bulk of the awards and the reason it had so much momentum, particularly at the beginning, it kind of trailed off at the end. So... I do not recommend doing what I did was because there were just a ton, a ton of reveals. So we're going to go through not every single one. It's been a month. You have the internet. I'm sure you could look at the ones that you want to, uh, but kind of the ones that interested us. So 
I don't know. Has anyone inter- has anyone here played Sea of Solitude? No. No, I haven't. It looked interesting, and I'm excited that it's coming to Nintendo Switch. That may be, like, once it goes on sale, I'll try it there. Um, I find indie games and the Switch go really, really well together. I don't know about you guys. I guess Adam doesn't have a Switch of his own, but just, I... If I'm going to come into this dungeon in my house and sit down at my gaming PC, it feels like it should be more substantial. Do you know what I mean? Whereas the Switch, I'm sitting on the couch, I'm on my lunch break, you know, I'm on the toilet. Let's be honest, that's where a lot of Switch happens. Uh, It just seems like the perfect fit for indie games. So maybe I'll check it out there. But the other thing that I... Yeah, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I've been actually, I've been really impressed with Nintendo support for indie games because I know that was one of the things that they said. You know, like, when that became kind of, like, trendy around, like, 2010-ish, when Nintendo was just like, yeah, we're going to, like, do lots of support. We have this whole, like, Nindies thing. I was like, yeah, okay. Sure you will. they're actually doing it. Yeah. They've actually had good support. There's a lot of cool, like, a lot of really cool indie stuff on the Switch. Yeah, what I was saying was, uh, the, uh, what was it, um, the game that Adam bought. Um, Spiritfarer? No, 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 the one before that, the one where you were a detective. I'm blanking on the name of it now. When we were hotline, not hotline. You're like a detective, but you have voices in your head. Oh, oh, uh, Disco Elysium. Disco Elysium. Disco Elysium was announced. It's com- It's also coming to Switch, I believe. But more importantly than that, it's having a director's cut that's going to be released uh, for free in the coming months, and that edition is going to be fully voiced. Yeah. Uh, and I, so I have decided I am not touching the game again until that happens. Yeah, like that That for me as well was kind of the, hey, I'm just going to wait until that moment and then I'm going to jump yeah. on that one. But you're correct. Uh, I have not touched Spirit Fairy yet. I'm kind of saving it. Yeah. Okay, so moving right along. I don't know if anyone here played Nier, but there was a uh, updated version of Nier coming up. Why do I have that in my head associated with I, I played, with I played Matt? Did you play Nier Automata? I did. Oh, well, you did. I, I played it as I played it as part of the episode that we did right. on yeah, yeah. Playing, playing a game that's been sitting in your collection forever. And you <laughs> that, was, that was a while ago. Um, yeah, I enjoyed Nier Automata. I got distracted by something else and never went back to it, and I don't know if I will. Um, but it, it it was really interesting. I had a good time um, for for the hours that I did that I did put into it. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I'm like glad that it has a sequel. I'll probably watch a bunch of trailers and some reviews and stuff. And most likely not buy it, but I'm glad that it exists. Yes, exactly. Well, there's an updated version of Near Replicant that's coming out in April. The next one, I don't know if you guys remember from the PlayStation 3 era. I'm very positive that none of us had it, but remember Lair, the dragon flying game? Oh, I do remember that. that, Showed up at E3 and everyone was like, holy shit, you can turn your controller and fly a dragon. (laughs) And then it came out and all the reviews were like, this is very bad. (laughs) (laughs) This is garbage. Yeah, yeah, this is is rough. So they decided to not remake it, uh, but a new game, similar idea called uh, Century Age of Ashes was revealed. It's coming in in February. And it basically looks like uh, PvP dog fighting, but you're riding dragons. Now, the key is that they don't seem to be uh, motion controlled. So it's basically they're just taking the idea of dog fighting from, you know, pick how many... Hawks. Yeah, exactly. Pick how many fighter pilots. Ace pilot, I think, was the one that Matt yeah. and I were playing. Um, that 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 system works. So if they've transported it well enough to dragons, I don't know if the fact that it's just dragons is going to be enough to entice me, but dragons are cool. So I'm happy it's there. Yeah, watching uh, the trailer, I got hyped from the visuals, and then I was... 
I was telling myself, like, calm down. You this will never play this. One of these for a reason. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, they haven't pulled it off yet. Maybe this one. Who knows? Keep no. dreaming. Speaking of dreaming, uh, Sephiroth is actually in Smash Bros. Like, right now. Like, if you haven't listened to us since last year, you probably didn't know that. But yes, Sephiroth, the mighty, mighty villain from Final Fantasy VII, I believe. I don't know if he appears in more. Uh, probably. I, I, assume, I think he does. But yeah, Seven is the biggie. Seven's the big one where he does the thing to Aerith. Aerith? Aerith? I don't Aerith? remember. Aerith? Th. Aerith? Sorry Whatever. to everyone listening that that hates us for getting that wrong. Spoiler alert: <laughs> yeah. She's dead. Yeah, if you're a big final, if you're a big enough Final Fantasy fan that you needed us to correct the the pronunciation of that, you already know Sethroth is in the game, and he's <laughs> already he's already your main. Let's be honest. I didn't hear as as much as Byleth. I didn't hear a ton of calls for another sword fighter this time. Maybe because yeah. uh, he's so different and unique that that was enough for people. Yeah, I mean, nothing against. Violet, but Sephiroth is badass. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, not like the... I feel like anytime we get a Final Fantasy character, it's like, holy shit, they did it again. Where when we get a Fire Emblem character, it's like, oh yeah. We have, you know, Another one. I, I like the Fire Emblem characters, but there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just and make they're like, all the same. Make like a dedicated Fire Emblem fighting game, just at this point. Yeah. Do a, you know, do its own version. So, then we get into... Uh, I'm just going off the list that I gave you guys. Then we get into a couple things that are very interesting to me. The first one being a new Perfect Dark. Yep. So, they actually did some... Uh, th- they actually had an interview with a guy. But I, I watched it, and now I've forgotten most of it. Because, honestly, I don't know how many bigger Perfect Dark fans you could find than me and Adam. Like, a Perfect Dark fans are already a small section of the audience. Uh, hardcore Perfect Dark fan. I bought the game four times now, is what I'm trying to say to you. <laughs> and we played the ever-loving shit out of it. And I love that game very much. I'm not <laughs> hyped at all for this. It looks so different. And, like, Perfect Dark exists in this beautiful, like, old classical shooter where you have to play through a level and then you get points at the end of it. And it's, like, straightforward. Whereas this one, like, the camera does this very fluid thing. It's described as eco-sci-fi. And, like, in the trailer, it's clearly pointing at the world. It looks like it's kind of having some, like, they're clearly, I don't want to say global warming, but kind of global climate issues seem to be a theme in the game, which I just didn't associate with the Perfect Dark brand Brand. at all. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of shots of, like, a forest, like, overtaking, like, a very, very modern office building. Yeah, like... I, I don't know. It seems like this could have just have easily been a brand new IP. Yeah, the, only three, the only way you can really tell that it's Perfect Dark is because it's a laptop going on a wall. And then, of course, at the very end, a Datadyne sign. But people were taking that the fact that the camera is very fluid and moving, that it's going to be a very fast-paced game. Yeah. And again, that's not what I associate Perfect Dark with. You, no. could, you could make a new Perfect Dark... But I think it's going to be a relatively traditional third-person shooter, and you need to have the most insane amount of guns possible. That was part of the Perfect Dark formula. That it wasn't just, here's the pistol or the assault rifle, you know? There were, what, like 200 guns in the game? I don't think there were that many, but there were a lot. (laughs) I don't know. I think that, well, there was probably somewhere between 50 and 100 for sure. I can guarantee that. You, uh, 
I mean, you, are you, you counting the are you counting the the secondary weapons as their own gun? <laughs> I wasn't, but that's a good point. <laughs> Every single gun had its own secondaries, and some of them were just pistol whip, and you beat somebody up. But some of them were really different. Yeah. So like, the uh, the sheer amount of guns and the sheer amount of things that can be done is uh, and is Elvis, something that I let's not forget Elvis. Yeah. And aliens! It's an alien invasion game. How were there no guns and no aliens in a perfect dark trailer and we're supposed to be over the moon excited about it? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Just just for fun, I looked it up to see how many there are. And I, I don't know if I'm going to count, but the perfect dark, like, wiki has them listed alphabetically, which I think tells you something about how long the list is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see? That's what it's I'm saying. Lot. Yeah. there's quite a few uh so yeah perfect dark it's it should have been something i was excited about i wasn't i assume you're in the same boat adam is that too presumptuous yeah i mean i wasn't because uh, when when you first told me about the trailer and then you were like this is doing nothing for me i went and looked at it and i'm like i know nothing about this game based on this trailer <laughs> yeah like, just at all like uh, joanna's there and she's in egypt for some reason and that's it yeah and i'm going Okay, sure, but like, yeah. So I'm I'm not hyped, but I'm reserving judgment until I know a little bit more about it. Don't get me wrong. The one I'm very happy to have Joanna Dark back because I think she's she's a better video game protagonist than she gets remembered for for in the annals of history. I also think I'm pretty sure she talks in this trailer and doesn't have a British accent. I I think I'm correct with that. She needs to be British, okay? Joanna Dark is British. I don't care what anyone tells me. I think, like, half the characters were suspiciously British. I don't remember if Gano Carrington was, too. That's not the point. Da- Joanna Dark needs to be British. This is important to me. But I'm, I'm happy that she's, like, a classic video game protagonist that clearly got overshadowed by people like Lara Croft. Uh, yeah. But just to have her day in the sun is is happy. But, yeah, the, the trailer itself, eh. Mezzo, yeah. mezzo. Yeah. Now, we'll a trailer that did get me hyped is the one for Back 4 Blood. So, coincidentally, I was playing Left 4 Dead because I have a few friends on Steam who don't have many games, and it's one of the ones we all three had. So we're playing Left 4 Dead, which, by the way, was still getting... I'm not sure if they're community or from official ones, but still getting updates as as of September 2020. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we played a, a Rockets round of Left 4 Dead where you're, like, expected to... Uh, to rocket jump and you get points for how much time of the level you spend in midair, which is kind of fun. The most fun I've ever had playing Left 4 Dead. Have you guys watched the full trailer for Back 4 Blood yet? I have not. I've, I, I'm literally watching it right now. I, I skimmed it earlier. Throw it on in the background while we're talking. This game, I mean, if Left 4 Dead, if that thing had been patented or if Valve was a bunch of dicks, they could 110% sue for it being way too like it's not even close they have the four in the name they're not joking about it there's four players they have a variation of the special infected but i'll be honest this game looks really good and left for dead was really good like it was i don't know it only came out it came out like 12 years ago at the original i think or 13 years ago now oh my god 2021 but adam i don't know if you remember for a while there left for dead was like the shit that we were playing every weekend yeah, we were playing a lot of it. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm watching the trailer now, and absolutely, this is Left for Dead. Yeah, like they're not hiding it. So, yeah. 
I'm excited because Valve was obviously never going to make a number three. And this looks really good. So put my all my hope that should have been in Perfect Dark into Left 4 Dead. Matt, now that you've watched a little bit more of it, what do you think? Were you a Left 4 Dead person? Uh, I've barely ever played Left 4 Dead, but I always liked the idea of it. So I'm really I'm glad that someone's sort of trying to uh, to pick up the mantle a little bit. I also say just something I, I I thought of when I first watched it. The uh, it they like even zoom in on a map and specifically show that like whatever this virus or whatever it is that's in the game started in Quebec City and I'm like oh this is great so just like the US can blame Canada and the rest of Canada can blame <laughs> happy yeah exactly it's this you is can just precisely what we wanted <laughs> and, and Quebec is probably gonna own it's like yeah we started it you guys were you, you know you didn't include us in enough stuff and now we're gonna end the world mm-hmm. seems like a Quebec thing to do sorry to any uh, Quebec fans that we have uh, Desolé I think that's what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it looks really good. And I uh, just found it by, like, on the day of that the Game Awards went out, I was coincidentally Googling Left 4 Dead 3, didn't find it, and then found this. The key will be the revolutionary part about Left 4 Dead wasn't the fact that it was a zombie shooter game. Anyone can do that. The rev- revolutionary part of it was the AI director, yes. which is still something that you haven't seen in many other games. So the question is... Will there be some version of the AI director in this game, or is that a little bit too close to copyright yeah. infringement? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, next up, uh, Hoods and Outlaws looks like basically Assassin's Creed, but not made by Ubisoft. And you know what? I'm playing uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I like it, and I'm very happy they have competition. When we're talking about games that we enjoy but need competition and the main ones are sports games and Pokemon. Yeah. Really any competition at that point is a good thing. I was telling, uh, telling Matt about the game Temtem. That's basically a Pokemon ripoff. Yeah. That hopefully one day will be big enough. Get an actual release. Exactly. Yeah. So this looks essentially like they just ditched the bullshit storyline of, you know, the futuristic assassins and they just made a medieval assassins Creed game. That's also multiplayer. So if this game is good, I'm excited to play it, but I'm even more excited for the fire that it would light under Ubisoft's ass to really innovate on Assassin's Creed. That, to me, is very exciting, especially because, again, I don't know how much you've played the last few. The last few Assassin's Creed games are RPGs. So to go back to the actual like action combat style of Assassin's Creed is very appealing to me, and I feel like a lot of other people. Did you yeah. guys watch this one? What do you think? I haven't watched it, but... From your description, that is very appealing because one of the things that made me stop playing the more recent Assassin's Creed was the turn into RPG land. I have plenty of RPGs. I don't need Assassin's Creed to be fair. There. Yeah, I can't argue with it. Yeah, to to me the um, maybe because I haven't played as much of the the newer Assassin's Creeds, but I, I saw it and I'm just like, oh, it's like discount Assassin's Creed instead of like, ooh, it's like. You know, discount Assassin's Creed should be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just use the wrong inflection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Like if you're paying too much, I mean, it's like a what's it called, like an epinephrine pen. If you have to pay full price, then when you hear "ooh, discount epinephrine," as long as it's still good enough not to kill you, this is not a great metaphor. But you see what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. like if the only way to get this is an insanely overpriced thing, any competition is is marvelous. Uh, so moving on, the next thing that really excited me, uh, well. Maybe excitement is too strong a phrase, but the indie game Open Roads looks like it might be the next indie game that kind of takes us, I don't want to say takes us by storm, but kind of catches us guard and like, 
really sinks its teeth into a lot of people. It's by the people who did Come Home, which both Adam and I have played, certainly. And I have very fond memories about Come, come Home. Do you mean that's Gone the, Home? Gone Home, that's the one. Gone Home, yes. It's the, the most terrifying game that doesn't have a single other character in it. There are definitely moments in that game where I was, like, frantically Googling, is there combat in Gone Home? Because yeah, I, the, I kept feeling like there's about to be a jump scare. Yeah, like the Christmas lights in the attic were scaring yeah. the shit out of me. Uh, yeah. But those same people have made a new game uh, called Open Roads, and they got genuine, I won't say A-lister. I think that might be too much, and I don't want to offend them. But genuine Hollywood talent. They have Carrie Russell, who's just a name I kind of knew, and I never really knew why. She's been in just a ton of stuff for the last 20 or so years. Uh, most recently, she played... Uh, Zori Bliss in Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Take for that. Take of that what you will. Okay, yeah. And also, Caitlin, I don't know if it's Dever or Deaver, I've never actually heard it pronounced. Uh, she was the... She was not Jonah Hill's sister in Booksmart. I don't think I saw that. So if you haven't seen Booksmart, uh, do it. First of all, it's a really, really, really good comedy movie. Um, but it's basically, I mean, they're not even trying to hide the fact that it's essentially super bad, but for girls to the point where one of the girls and she's, don't get me wrong. She's marvelous, but one of the girls is actually played by Jonah Hill's sister. (laughs) So (laughs) like, it's hard to get around the comparison, but I mean, super bad, one of the best comedies maybe of all time, certainly of this century, in my personal opinion, it's a, it's a classic, probably the best Judd Apatow movie. Booksmart also very good. I have high hopes she was writing that, and uh, if they're bringing a voice talent like that, hopefully there's writing to match, and it's from a studio that we already like, so this might be pretty good. I hope. You hope. I've sort of lost faith in the big-name voice actor coming in to do a video game thing, Um, but but the game, I will say, it's it's not the typical kind of game that brings in big-name people. It's usually the, like, you know, like... Dorito fingered, uh, thirteen-year-old type games that like bring in some big name. I I know I know you're thinking. Oh, I was Kevin Spacey for yeah for uh, Call of Duty. I always thought he was going for uh, Peter Dinklage for Destiny. Oh yeah, the Dinklebot. That's like the premier edition of that. Yeah. 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 Or as was also revealed in the show, Vin Diesel in Arc Two. Yeah. What the Uh, fuck. Like so weird. 30 years young, like 30 years ago, Vin Diesel in Arc 2, who, I don't, Vin Diesel's very likable, I don't know if he's a great actor, but even in this, it's kind of rough. Um, but anyway, I I feel like this is the kind of game where they're like, we actually, like, we want to tell a story, let's get actors that can help us tell it. I don't think it's some kind of marketing thing, I think it's, you know, they just, they really wanted to get good actors. Um, and the game looks beautiful from the, from the first trailer. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's funny. Vin Diesel, like some actresses, is really just good at playing Vin Diesel. And coincidentally, a lot of people want Vin Diesel in things. Yeah. So that works like out well. Vin Diesel. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> it's just, it, he's kind of off-putting in the trailer. It's it's odd. You're right. That uh, We can jump around to the ARC trailer, the ARC 2 trailer. I didn't see that coming. I was watching a stream that was commented on. He looks so fucking weird. He looks like he's doing a Kratos cosplay. And he's one of those faces that's so recognizable yeah that it's hard not to see vin diesel it's like oh it's a digital vin diesel yeah like the uncanny valley it's the game looks like visually fantastic but the uncanny valley is so much more intense when you know the face of the person 
That's basically how I felt about Keanu Reeves in Cyberpunk. I was like, okay, so it's Keanu Reeves. And you're never going to be able to convince me it's not Keanu Reeves. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Part of what's weird, I think, about the Vin Diesel thing is, like, I can tell they didn't actually, like, motion capture Vin Diesel. Like, he moves so awkwardly. Like, it's not only that it just doesn't look like Vin Diesel would move, the animation in the trailer, I feel, it's just so off. Like, it's just, even, like, it's one of those things when you take, like, a still frame of it, like, oh, that looks great, and then you see it move, and it's like, Ooh, I don't no. know about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You in motion are uh, are pretty rough. Yeah, I know a few people who are, I see them on, on Steam, online, playing Ark all the time. Um, maybe they're excited about this. Ark wasn't really my jam. I know it was a lot of people's jam, so I think this, this might be a case, though. I'm hopeful in that it seemed like it was, like, a smaller... I don't want to say indie title because obviously it's very popular, but like they had the the kernel of an idea, they put a lot of effort into making it popular in the original, and now they're expanding to create. I don't want to sound like too pretentious, but to create a vision. Too late. Yeah, too late. <laughs> uh, here we are, twenty somethings, or I guess I'm a twenty something, talking on a podcast about our opinions. So that's already pretty pretentious. <laughs> Someone will want to listen to me, you know? Uh, yeah, so. I hope that their vision goes well, just as like a on a human to human thing. But I I know I won't be playing it. Okay, so let's uh let's scroll back because unfortunately, Ark, uh, as exciting as it is, it did get me away from maybe the biggest well not the biggest reveal. We're saving that for last, obviously. But Dragon Age Four. So last year I think it was Bioware confirmed. Yeah, no, we're we're still making Dragon Age. And uh, they finally, it's definitely a teaser trailer, but Dragon Age 4 is officially revealed. It doesn't have a name. We know that Solus has, like, the direwolf, I think his name is. Oh, yeah. Is, that was a thing. Yeah. He's going to be the villain. He pops up in the trailer. And it looks like you're going to be going back to a created character. Because I think in the trailer, I can't listen to it right now, but it's, what's his name, Varus? Varric? It's the dwarf guy who does the, the storytelling. He's the one yeah. narrating yeah. The, the trailer, and he says, no more kings, no more inquisitors, no more you know heroes, whatever. So I, I think it's going to be a very, again, obviously it's going to be open world, but it's going to be a very, very open game, and hopefully the idea is that you're kind of no one of importance and you might stumble into something, but I'll be honest, yeah, a little bit, I mean, the Dragon Age Inquisition is good, but... The chosen one thing was like ninety-five percent of the story. Every second line was like, "But do I deserve to be the Inquisitor?" Shut up, just do it. You are deal with it. <laughs> <You are>. Move <laughs> on. Yeah, suck it up. Like uh, uh, games and movies and TV shows and books, where agnosticism is like a plot point, never work where you have proof of God. You know, yeah. <laughs> they always blow my mind. It's like I don't know if he's real. That dude's using magic. There's clearly something. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Dragon Age 4. I don't know if I have faith in Bioware. We'll see. Uh, Casey Hudson just left Bioware, by the way. Oh. The the head director of the Mass Effect trilogy was in charge for a while, and he just dipped, as did the lead writer of the first, <laughs> of the first three Mass Effect games. He left the company recently as well. He left for a while, wrote a few books, came back, and then left as well. So, uh. <laughs> they are owned by EA. So, what could go wrong? It's it's 
Those are two of my favorite IPs. It's so hard to get excited knowing what I know. The Veil of Ignorance is a powerful thing. I wish I could go back behind it. Uh, do you guys have any strong feelings about Dragon Age? No. I wish I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I, I, like, I love Dragon Age as a series so much, but I look at it and I'm like, I don't, like, I don't really see it recapturing, like, the soul of Dragon Age Origins, you know, now that we're already sounding pretentious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I liked to an Inquisition, um, but, like, really almost no game has, like, captured the feel of Dragon Age Origins to me. I don't really see this doing it. I'll definitely play it, um, you know, because I have to hold out hope. But, uh, you know, well, my, the hopes aren't, aren't super high. I'm, like, it'll be, it'll be, like, competent and I'm sure at least pretty good, um, you know, because Inquisition was, you know, was, was quite good. But um, I'm, I'm not expecting it to love it like I did Origins. It, yeah, Inquisition won a lot of Game of the Years. It was probably the my favorite game that came out that year. But that similar to Last of Us was just because there wasn't like a a bombshell that came out. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I think an underrated, well, not necessarily underrated, but a not talked about enough point of this is because it's been, it's not coming out this year. It'll probably come out in next year in 2022, which means it will have been eight years since the last one, and that's a lot of technology. A lot of kind of industry, what's the word I'm looking for? Like standardization that's happened in the last eight years. Like a lot of the convention, you can't go any period of video game history where you rewind eight years and conventions are the same. Like everything will be different. It's already different. One of the few games that's ever done it, ever, was God of War. I know Adam doesn't like it as much as the original trilogy, but the fact that they successfully changed genres essentially successfully after taking a long time off is fucking miraculous dude so you're not wrong what is the i mean like the characters look like they're more mobile in the even in inquisition you're kind of just running around on this like almost tabletop-esque uh you know floor there the jumping like you had to jump over mountains i remember doing that a lot in inquisition let me just i'm too lazy to walk around so let me jump over this mountain like cliff by cliff that was terrible i I don't know if I... First of all, I don't know if I trust Bioware to deliver a super great game, as Matt just described. I also don't know if I trust them to be able to make the right leaps in updating, because they haven't had an iterative process to know what we want from the next Dragon Age. That's a fair point. That is a fair point. Why, thank you. (laughs) And I feel feel like Bioware or EA, or some combination of the two really wants Dragon Age to be like Inquisition and not like Origins. Yeah, I know I feel like mean. they've been getting, like, each game has gotten farther and farther away, and I'm like, no, go back. Go back. That, that was, was incredible. Yeah. You had it. Yeah. You had it. You had it. You almost no, had it. Well, I mean, I mean yeah. And, and I, like, there's there's no question. I was a big fan of, of Origins, too. Um but uh, the the thing that that drove me like the thing that I still think is gonna keep me from being super hyped about it, and I guess it, I guess it depends on what they changed. But the Dragon Age combat has always sucked. Yeah. Like Origins was a great game, but the Dragon Age combat has always sucked. Every oh, clunky as hell. Every piece of it was awful. Well, the, the question is, do they give up on trying to make a D and D game, and do they now make a video game like D and D? 
it's cl- the first one was very clearly just trying to be D and D, right? Like, yeah, it was it was so obvious it wasn't even funny. It was essentially just D and D the game. Um, and then and Divinity then this, Original Sin went and said, "Hey, we'll show you how to do that properly." Yeah, exactly. We'll so, do this better than anyone else like, yeah. even has a hope. That's yeah. what I mean. So then in, in Dragon Age 2, they're like, well, what if we threw in a little action to keep it exciting? Because it's a AAA game. Where it's supposed to have broad appeal. Not just for D&D nerds like the first one did. It's like, well, okay, but you're not really good at that. And then the third one, the combat was decent, but it was still kind of a mix between the two. You need to commit yeah. one way or the other. And as you just said, you're not going to beat, like, Divinity Original Sin 2 figured it out. Okay, so you either need to pretty much copy it, which I don't want you to do, or you might actually just have to commit to the fact that we have the technology to make competent action games. Yeah, that's why like turn-based games existed in the past because you couldn't do competent action. Well, you you can now. So if you want a turn-based game, just, you can still do stuff for that experience. But yeah, they might just have to pull a Final Fantasy. Yes, what a great example. That's so perfect, though. Like, literally, they they had it in front of... Fuck, you let me sit there and talk about how God of War was the only one that could do it, and we, it. we had the perfect example from this year? What a marvelous success. Yeah, exactly that. That's exactly how you reinvent yourself. What a perfect... Ah, uh, man. So, who knows? Speaking of things that could be Dragon Age, uh, the next game on the list, if you guys want to throw the trailer on uh, mute, is... It's quite a long one. It's Crimson Desert. Uh, it looks like Mr. Generic Fantasy Medieval Action gamey thing. There are, there's dozens of them, uh, but I'm still not tired of it. <laughs> so <laughs> if it's good, I'll probably get it because talk about a safe pick for a game that would do well. But like every one that I play from the Assassin's Creed to the Witchers, it always is lacking something. So if this provides something new to the genre, then it, it might still do well. It it looks it looks good, it looks good. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I had basically the same reaction. I started watching. I'm like, ooh, that looks pretty sweet. And then I got about a minute in, and I'm like, yeah, it kind of looks like everything else though. And it's like, but I do like that. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I am like a thing that I like. Then you know. Then you'll. Like I am it. a basic bitch. Yeah. It does look. It does look pretty. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll have to see more. I don't know if it's from a, like, a, a major developer. I don't think so. So it's it's kind of exciting when someone new pops up. Uh, after that on the list, speaking of Overcooked, we were talking about Overcooked 2 earlier. The Swedish Chef is an Overcooked, but only, I believe, in Overcooked, the new edition for new consoles. Overcooked uh, All Out or Eat Out or fuck what the hell is the tag it's it's a new overcook we thought we, i bought it we thought it was a, a new overcook it's just like a remake of the first one and a remake of the second one like all polished up with next gen graphics including all the dlc so it's still good and the swedish chef is just the perfect addition to overcooked what a beautiful natural like little merger i cannot imagine how much they had to pay disney for his rights though <laughs> like it should be something that's just like hey yeah that's cool put them in the game but it probably cost a, a lot an of arm and a leg yeah mm-hmm. yeah he is a free update though so if you have the game you could successfully get him for free uh i'm thinking i mean there's an evil dead game if i don't know if anybody here's a super big evil dead fan i doubt it because none of us are horror people really but no. i know yeah. evil dead is very popular it's like it's sort of getting to the time though where the people who are hardcore into Evil Dead 
might have less and less disposable income because, you know, that, you know, as, as time goes on, the fond memories from certain things, who, like how many people were, were alive right now? Watch this, watch this game trailer that grew up with Evil Dead, you know? I'm trying to dance about it. You're old people. And Evil <laughs> Dead is old. And one day we're all going to die. And I'm worried that that franchise doesn't have the weight that they might think it does. I think I, that is a fair thing to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, that like that was a big name. I don't know. If it yeah, is a big name, weight. but it was well, a big yeah, name. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't know how much weight that still carries. I, I have a feeling a lot of people are going to go, oh, cool. I remember playing the other Evil Dead games. And then that's all they'll think about it. Exactly. Now, there are a few other little things, uh, and you can look them up if you wish. I don't want to talk about them, because we don't have that much more that we could talk about today. Obviously, we didn't talk about all the games we've been playing, so we'll have to save that for another episode. Not surprising. Uh, because, holy shit, there was a Mass Effect trailer! Ladies and gentlemen, and, like, I, when I saw it, I was very excited. And then I watched a trailer reaction of, uh, I think it was the Game Informer people. Uh, who I, I, I quite enjoy, even though they've actually split up. I don't know if you guys are Game Informer fans, but you can now find a good chunk of the original Game Informer cast is now at uh, something called MinMax. They, a couple of them got... F- a couple. Of, it's kind of like heartwarming. A few of them got fired because Game Informer is owned by GameSpot. So they downsized, fired a few employees, and then it sounds like it was such like a tight-knit group that another half a dozen were like, fuck this, we're going with you. And, like, join them out the door. It's like, yeah, that's how it should be. That's kind of heartwarming. Yeah, you'll love to see it. So now when I listen to MinMax, I'm like, it's like my old friends. But that's just a long way of me saying that when I watched a reaction to the Mass Effect trailer, they were pissed because they were like, Mass Effect will continue is what it says at the end. Well, of course it will continue. You told us that two months ago when you released those screenshots. I'm like, yeah, that's right. a bunch of pretty stuff in front of it. Now it's very clearly Liara, but it's like, yeah, shit. That literally tells us nothing except what you've already told us. That's not going to stop us, so load up a trailer because we're going to look at this shit and uh, right. we're going to get excited. Uh, we're not going to do, like, the full trailer. Bra- oh, Adam, don't sound so excited. You're supposed to be entertaining <laughs> people. My God. So the first thing... But it wasn't that bad. Come on. Yes, it was. It, it, <laughs> have you finished oh, it, Matt? Yeah. No. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure i sold it it's one of the only games ever that i've sold it was so me too yeah i still have madden 2002 for the gamecube and not mass effect andromeda (laughs) and you're more likely to finish that yes speaking of andromeda uh like of only a few seconds in one of the first things you see is both the the andromeda and milky way galaxies so this has got people thinking is this and uh the new, uh, shit, I'm blanking on his name now, but the new direct, I don't know if he's a creative director. He's the guy that people look to on Twitter for Mass Effect Knowledge. The new guy who's representing it from Bioware. Um, if I get, if I can find a way to get Matt on a tangent, I'll look his name up. But he's kind of been answering people's names on Twitter. And so someone was like, hey, Andromeda and Milky Way, is this a trailer for both? And he was like, yes, or something like that. Yeah. But uh, maybe just uh, one or both of you go off. We'll start with Matt because he's the more diehard fan. Well, I look this guy up in some of his uh, ominous tweets. But what did you think when you saw this Mass Effect trailer, Matt? I mean, on the one hand, I'm super hyped because I'm really excited for there to be more Mass Effect. 
I I really love I like I loved the idea behind Andromeda, um, and obviously it was just horrible execution. Um, so if they want to lean into that kind of thing, I'm not against it. Just you know, hoping that they do it well this time. Um, so on one hand, I'm really excited. On the other hand, it doesn't really actually show anything. It's very much a teaser trailer. Yeah. Um, like there's, I mean, a lot of these things don't have actual gameplay, but this is like not even pretending to show, um, you know, anything at all. Really, it's just sort of like there's barely any dialogue. It's just like, hey, here's some like spacey looking things with some, you know, like Mass Effect sounding, you know, music and then sound effects and stuff like that. And ho, oh, and hey, like look, you know, Liar is at the end. Um, there's there's really nothing here besides you know an announcement so it's hard to get excited when they don't really give you anything um but i'm i'm glad that there's more and i mean even though we already knew it the fact that they're putting something out you know means that we're not super far away we might not be close still um but you know they're they're at least you know getting on the schedule of of you know trying of trying to get it out Exactly, and there, I, you know what? I think as we're kind of gonna, t- there's a couple things that are that are of note in this trailer that we're gonna talk about in a second. As I still str- the Mass Effect subreddit is popping. I know that's where I saw this guy post, um, so I'm gonna find it. Yeah. But if uh, if you want me to go off on another tangent, I actually had a thought about something uh, from earlier. <laughs> if you, oh, <laughs> if you want some Twitter lookup time, yeah, dude, hit um, me. <laughs> the, the other day at school, I got I got hit with like two uh, like s- sort of like not quite bombshell i won't i shouldn't overplay it but um so there was um uh, i work at the school and one of the teachers was leaving after christmas because he was on a term contract and something i found out about him like at, at his like goodbye like you know see you never essentially um uh little staff meeting thing was he's like a multi-time provincial champion in like warhammer 40k oh i was mm-hmm. like and I don't play Warhammer, but I'm, st- but still, it's like close enough to my sort of nerddom that I'm just like, you telling like, you're telling me that you're like a huge gamer nerd, and we've been working together all this time, and I didn't know about it. How did this like? How could we not have figured this out? Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Also, in slight more interesting news, the um, turns out uh, another teacher at my school, uh, she went to school in Montreal and uh, ended up being best friends with a few people that ended up working at a little company called Ubisoft um, who all worked on a bunch of um, the Assassin's Creed games and so she got to like beta test I think it was Black Flag and oh my god I want to say um I forget I forget which side of Black Flag it was, whether it was uh, three or um, wow I can't remember Origins I forget which one came out after Black Flag, but Black Flag and then whichever one came before it and after it. And I think like, France was after it, wasn't it? Like or Unity. Yeah, I th- maybe I that think sounds Unity right. That sounds right. It. Yeah, I didn't play whichever one it was, but like I sort of like she mentioned this in passing to one of my students, and I was just like. Whoa, whoa, back you know, up. We have to talk about this. <laughs> like, we don't have time right now. I'm going somewhere else, but we got to talk about this more. So I'm definitely going to try and dig some dirt and uh, find things out from her. Yeah, I ran, I've ran into that a few times when I was dealing with kids where it's like, 
especially it was even I never had it with specifically those franchises, but especially with things even like Pokemon, where they're just assuming that like just because their parents weren't into something that that I'm also an adult who's not into kids shit. And I'm like, I'm into kids shit. Don't <laughs> worry. I'm still young at heart, despite the fact my birthday is in uh, four, four days. I, by the way, I'm, I'm banning anyone saying the age. I'm officially at that age where it's like, don't tell me. I don't want to know. <laughs> you don't know. I know. So I've been scrolling for like a minute and a half through the uh, top post of the subreddit. And I have yet to find this guy. Um, but the interesting thing, okay, so there's a couple things that I want to point out. And then there's an interesting theory. And hopefully one of those will spur, again, spur you guys on a rant uh, for a second. So first of all, it's possibly confirmed that this is going to be both a sequel to Andromeda and to the original. I don't know how that works. Uh, I don't think it will work. And I hope they just ditch Andromeda personally. I know people, people who... The people who are diehard fans who actually finished Andromeda, God bless you, you probably want a sequel, but... Uh, it's too risky. Yeah. There are a couple things of note. First of all, through the little, for lack of a better word, montage, you can very clearly clear here, very clearly hear. There you go. There we go. The Human Torch could not get a bank loan. Yes, you can very clearly hear Reaper groans, for lack of a better word. There's clearly Reaper noises. Do I think the Reapers are going to be back? God, I hope not. But it, it looks to me like the Reapers were a thing, so it's going to come after the end of Mass Effect 3. And if it's still in the Milky Way galaxy, that means one thing, they probably have to commit to an ending, and I'm betting that they have committed to the Destroy ending. Because it's been, at this point, nine years since Mass Effect 3 came out. Doing different things didn't work out. They're going back to Milky Way. It's after the Reapers. I think that's the only one that makes sense. Synthesis... We won't have to debate the endings here, but I don't think synthesis works. It makes the whole galaxy, it ties it up with like a little too neat of a bow, you know? Yeah. It takes away a lot of the differentiation that was such a key point of the series. And then I think Control is committing to having too evil a Shepard, which they would never do. I think Shepard, the default, the canon Shepard is, is too good. So I think they're committing to a Control ending which in ending. and of itself, uh, sorry, a destroy ending, which in and of itself, yeah, is, is pretty significant. Uh, but yes, at the end, then, of course, you see Shepard's armor. So he's not synthesized because his armor was disintegrated. He's not, I think he was also like disintegrated when he did control. The only way that Liara could feasibly find Shepard's armor, the N7 armor, would be if they did destroy. And also, or, or Freckles... BS like off-screen death. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think they're gonna do that. Doctor Commander Shepard. He's too important a character to do them. And also, that's so clearly Liara. Okay, so it's got the definitive uh, freckles. Some there's been a, like there was an ins- in the week that it came out. There was an insane debate online over wrinkles. For God's sakes, people were debating other whether or not Liara had uh, like wrinkles in the original game. Apparently, she did. But to me, it makes a lot of sense if this is set in the Milky Way galaxy, but several hundred years later. And Liara, who was in her, what's the original state? Not it. Uh, Maiden? Maiden. It goes Maiden and then something and then Matron, I think, is the last stage. No, Matriarch is the last one. Matriarch. Yeah, Matriarch is the very last one. You're right. Maiden or Maiden. Did they all say that? I don't even know. Maybe. God, you're blowing my mind. I thought we were hardcore guys. How do we blow this? Uh (laughs) So Liara, I think, is is rounding a thousand years old, and she'll probably be the only character that we see 
but I would bet that we get to see a lot of the original races, which to me was one of the most significant things that we lost from Andromeda. Also, they kind of looked weird on the new engine, so we'll see what they look like in this new game. Yeah, I think part of the biggest problem with Andromeda is that they took all those the interesting races and politics away, and they didn't replace them with anything worthwhile. Yeah, like the, the new cat-like thing on Twitter was not or like not on Twitter. I'm looking up Twitter. God, I can't I can't type and talk at the same time. It's rough. The new cat-like race I thought was terrible. Yeah, pretty much all the new races were disappointing. Like individually, I guess they weren't awful, but like when it was, oh, we're going to a new galaxy, new aliens, new everything. It's everything's going to be so like new. And then it's like, well, it's just a it's just humanoids with like, you know, you know, some different shaped thing stapled to their head. Yeah. You know, show me like, the uh we've seen them yeah 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 these are just you know yeah humans with a cat nose and extra wide faces as opposed to humans with tentacles on their heads like they get a little bit more experimental come on yeah but i i i would be what i would imagine they're doing for like a sequel to both is basically just sort of um keeping canon to both games i don't really expect that we'll you know, we'll be playing as like Ryder's great 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 grandson or something like that, but it's probably more along the lines of just it acknowledges um, sort of, you know, the history of both games. That's what I would expect as like a, a dual sequel. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, I just can't see a feasible way that they'll. Uh they'll incorporate Andromeda unless someone like was in the Andromeda galaxy and turned around, but it wasn't like 1500 years to get to Andromeda. Like it was a crazy long time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe they have, you know, maybe they have a, a new, you know, new and improved, um, you know, mass effect two relays or something. Um, and well, yeah, say mass effect two is never mind. better mass effect relays. They can get, you know, get there easier. And, you know, you go to the Andromeda galaxy and it's just like, you know the same planets that were in Andromeda, and it's like, oh yeah, you know, there's a little info thing about, you know, Ryder, the first person to find this planet, or something like that. That like that's sort of the thing that I expect. I, mm -hmm. I hope they don't go too hard on trying to be a sequel to Andromeda. Um, and with how much negativity that game has gotten, I can't imagine they'd really want to go all in on it. Um, unless it was, maybe they were super high on it in-house and they're like, you know what, we just messed up the first time, we'll get it right this time. Who knows, it, you can't, it, you know, it's impossible to to know for sure, but um, I, I hope they don't go too too hard on it. Yeah, so I, by the way, while we were doing that, it was perfect, guys. The uh, While you were doing that, the I looked up, the, so the guy that you want, you want to look on, the new person we're going to look to, the new Casey Hudson, is uh, Michael Gamble. So he's the most existing person and he looks to be the director on the new mass effect game and so he goes all the way it looks like the first credit i can find for him on uh on online is for mass effect 2 he worked on the game as a project manager and then he was a producer on all the dlc to be fair dlc for mass effect 2 quite good notoriously good similarly for all was a producer on everything for uh mass effect 3 and was a head producer, it looks like, on uh, Citadel DLC. Unfortunately, also a producer on Anthem and Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, so we won't hold that against him. But this guy is a guy who's been around. So we were talking about the original uh, writers and original directors. 
who have left, this guy is still there. So that's something we could be excited about. He did make a couple interesting comments on Twitter. One of the first ones that I saw just looking at it again was uh, make sure you watch and listen to the trailer well. I assume what he's referring to is the Reaper growl because that's like the closest thing to a hidden audio cue that you can hear. That's my best guess. Uh, yeah. So I assume that's what he means, and that's that's kind of what got me on the thing. But he said, yeah, make sure you pay attention to it. And his one of his first comments on Twitter is, I've been looking forward to this day for 1,360 days. Which is a lot. <laughs> so yeah. if he's implying that it's been in development for that long, I don't believe you. But uh, I would believe that he kind of had it in the back of his head while he was doing anthem certainly because there didn't seem to be a lot of a lot of love for anthem quite frankly man i i legitimately forgot it existed until you mentioned it right now yeah exactly yeah <laughs> remember anthem everybody so yeah if you're looking for mass effect information don't just go to our stupid pre-build um check out what michael gamble has posted on twitter because he's posting a lot of very ominous stuff that i think when more things get revealed we'll be able to look back on and go oh shit that's what he was talking about um, and I was just looking at it again. People are pointing out that among the people who would be still alive at the uh, if Mass Effect uh, Five, for lack of a better word, is set far into the future, uh, Liara clearly is. And I think Asari have about a thousand year lifespan, potentially depending on how far away it is. Rex, and definitely unless something has killed him, Grunt. So those would be, I think, feasibly your only returning squad mates. Those are the only ones who would live long enough. But, man, I would be over the moon if I got to see Grunt again. Yeah. It's not I, I much, but I would I feel like I would if die. there's only a chance for a few characters to come back, we'll get none of them or all of them. Yeah. Because you can't bring back every character ever. But, like, if, no, like, yeah, if there's only, if there could only be three, I feel like we'd get all of them. Yeah. I mean, it like, depends. Three is not too many. I don't know how old Rex said he was in the original game, but if it's set like 800 years later, so that Liar is very old, I don't think Rex, because what's Krogan lifespan is like 1,000 to 1,500, I think, or something like that. So depending on the timelines, it might not work out for Rex, but yeah, I would say Grunt is a a strong possibility, which again would be fantastic. I'm going to call old man Grandpa Rex death scene. Like, basically after... You meet him, you do a quest, he dies at the end of his quest because it's his, it's his time. Don't you do this to and... me. <laughs> Don't you, I'm not ready to say goodbye. <laughs> if I was ready to say goodbye, I would play Spirit Ferret, you understand? Damn it. Okay, so what I'm calling now, and this is pretty much how we'll end it because we've been going for well over an hour here. Uh, so later on this week, uh, I say later on this week as if we'll record it then. But I should stop giving expectations for people for when these are going to get uploaded, because who the fuck knows. But uh, we'll talk about what games we've been playing, because there's been a ton of them. My last theory for you, I read this online, I forget where, but I love it to death, is that you cannot carry over your saves for the original Mass Effect games. It's too long ago. It's two generations ago. How would they do it? But a remaster would be the perfect way to redo the Mass Effect games so you can bring your saves over. I heard that, and it, like, I was, I, I think I just said it with about Rex. I'm over the moon with that, too. That sounds so perfect to me as a way to get in all your, your save files and recreate your Shepard. Because, I mean, Mass Effect people are hardcore. It's going to be a way to get new people in, but also 
a way for old people like the three of us to play that game exactly the way we want to, you know? Yeah. So to me, like, I can't, that, that seems borderline confirmed. It seems so likely to me. Yeah. I'd be, I'd love that kind of thing. They could also do the sort of, um, uh, Dragon Age Keep. Is that what you're saying? Cheat, cheat, recap. Well, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Like there was for Mass Effect 2 on the PS3 because Mass Effect 1 wasn't on it. So they were just like, which choices would you have made? Yeah. <laughs> and and then you go through knowing nothing about it, making all the choices. Yeah. Um, I could see them doing something like that, too. I'm sure they'll have a backup plan. Yeah. yeah. But I think yeah, it would I mean, be very easy always, to uh There's always it. a canon version. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, you know, if, if they, even if there's no, you know, sort of like cheat sheet version, you know, there'll be, there'll be something. But I, I hope, I feel like that's always been such a big part of the game. It would, it would feel kind of bad if that, you know, if you couldn't do something like that, even if it's you know it's so far in the future, it might not have. I'm sure it won't have the same kind of effect as the original trilogy, but um, you know, if if they find a way to incorporate that somehow, it'd be nice. Yeah, I, I I'm just trying to think of like games that have done that kind of stuff, and the ones that come to mind are, you're right, Mass Effect. They had a comic, right? You could play through the interactive comic. It was about 15 minutes, and then your Shepard narrated it. That worked fine. The other, the one that I thought you were referring to was Dragon Age Keep, where you uh, couldn't necessarily directly import your Dragon Age save. I suspect that's exactly what they'll do for Dragon Age Four. You'll just go in there and you'll have like I don't know if you guys used it. It was a website where you had literally every choice. Okay, maybe not literally, but pretty much every choice, down to some pretty like unimportant ones, uh, and then you could import them all into the new game. But it wasn't like given to you via dialogue it was just you went through and it said did this person live or die okay they lived and then this person died and then you know you yeah. do it like did that you pet the dog exactly did you pet the dog did you befriend it and then of course the other one that comes to mind is in the witcher 3 where you're casually asked questions while you're getting shaved oh yeah i remember that <laughs> which works too because i had to like <laughs> i had to call you up and be like i don't understand it what any of this means Explain it to <laughs> it's me. Like, sit down for a three-hour seminar on the politics of this place. <laughs> yeah, it's like I—he's asking me questions and I don't know the answer. Yeah, this is like you put Game of Thrones through Google Translate a few hundred times. <laughs> I don't know what's happening right that's now. That's basically exactly what it was like. Yes. So speaking of The Witcher Three. Uh, and um, this is um, this is me doing what they always do in TV shows and stuff, and trying to get you hyped for the next episode. I don't know about you guys. I had so much time, and not enough time to record a episode, obviously. But I had so much time. I played a shitload of games. One of the few ones I haven't done is the drama of the past month, Cyberpunk 2077. Oh yes. How does poor? CD Projekt Red fanboy Simon reconcile with the fact that they released a broken fucking game. If you want to know that, stay tuned for next episode as I tear my soul apart and potentially badmouth CD Projekt Red. I don't even want to say it out loud. I don't want it to exist. I've also no. got actually something I want to run by you guys for next time, so I'm looking forward to that too. Ooh, he's got some beef. In the meantime, yeah, I think I played like... I think I played, like, start to finish five games since we last talked. Wow. That's wow. <laughs> it's a lot. I don't yeah, think I finished anything. I've definitely started several. <laughs> Let me see. Let me get people excited. Okay, I didn't finish Valhalla, so I guess I can't say it like that. I did 
uh, Miles Morales, the Spider-Man remaster, Demon Souls, Bug Snacks, and I'm uh, working my way through. Or oh, I guess we did Overcooked, so that counts as five. Working my way through Metal Gear Solid Five. Working my way through Valhalla. Yeah, a good amount of games. Well, I, I followed my Christmas tradition and played. I want to say probably close to about like sixty hours of Pokemon. <laughs> Hell yeah! I got I got the Pokemon Sword Shield DLCs and have been. Uh, they don't take 60 hours. Don't expect 60 hours of it. I just yeah. go really hard on Pokemon over Christmas every year. <laughs> well, I did. They were pretty good, though. What did I play? I played I played a shit ton of Minecraft on my own. And as mm. you guys know, we're, we're working on doing some more of that. Um, but I also played... I played Spiritfarer. I played Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I played... What else did I play? I played a bunch of stuff. But I didn't finish anything. I just sort of started a bunch of... Oh, and I started... Um, once you, once you gave me the PS4 back, I started. Uh, what's it for? Please called? say Ghost of Tsushima. That one, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I started that one. I also started another playthrough of Shadow of the Colossus. Um, yeah, I, I definitely I, read an article that said the best PS5 game right now is Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> oh, by the way, if it, for both of you out there who have a PS5, if you I made this mistake last time. I was like I said, I was re-listening to the previous podcast. I was like gloating about like I'm playing Valhalla, the PS5 version. It doesn't look particularly different. Yeah, dipshit. You actually have to download the PS5 version separately. <laughs> So, <laughs> so PlayStation, they updated it in like a couple weeks ago because I guess people were getting confused uh, that now, like when you load up a game that you have both versions, you can choose them separately. Like it'll actually say PS4. So I was like, oh, I have to go and download the full PS5 for Valhalla. So now I'm doing that and I can still say it looks pretty much the same, but now I can say it with more confidence because last time I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. Uh, but yes. I forget what I interrupted to say that, but I, I think I definitely interrupted something. However, I think we've all hyped up what games we're playing quite enough. So with that, I will wish everyone a great week, a safe week, and I will see you next time.